minutes past two o'clock. You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Really, really super excited to welcome back on the program, Sadia Osmani. Sadia, really nice to see you. How are you today? Good afternoon. I'm very well. It's always so nice to hear you say you're super excited to yes, see me. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I love a good old chin wag, yeah. and you, you always choose really great topics for us to natter yeah. about and for our listeners to, to ponder, if you yeah. like. What's the topic of choice today? Well, the topic of choice today, I was just going through something and I suddenly saw the words that the pandemic had led to pruning of friends. And I remember I wrote to you and I said, oh, I'm going to be talking about pruning friendships. And then you think, what's "What's pruning? pruning? Well, pruning's usually a technique that is applied to, say, roses in winter and things where you kind of prune down your bush and stuff. And it's a gardening term. Um, um, But it's also now a term that's used by sociologists to talk about social lives. You know, people have been pruning friends. Like we've had so much time with the pandemic and people have been isolated, confined to their homes, separated by borders, which too much and they've got too much time sort of gifted to us in isolation. And so we've all found kind of new ways to communicate online. And then what's happened is that this has caused a sort of socially distant sort of relationship with some of your friends and um, some of some people might think it's quite good because then there was also this FOMO thing which was about fear of missing out and they feel that like that's been cured because of all the pandemic and because of all the isolation but what's happening is that this kind of there is still this growing kind of loneliness gap um, and so one example you know they said I was reading this article and it basically said that well you know there's an example like like Brian and his wife, they have two children, age six and four, and they haven't really made any new friends in the past two years. And they dropped out of contact with a couple of their close friends. And he, they say that, well, it's just like we just don't have the energy. We've got nothing to talk about, no real social setting. And, you know, our parent, it's just parent life commitments that we're, we're focusing on. So they've kind of lost track of quite a few of their friends. And, and, and they were hoping that when their son went to, to school and stuff that, You'll you know, there might be some interaction. Friends. Exactly. Sure. But because of lockdowns and stuff in different Different countries. This exactly say. I'm sure it, it's mirrored everywhere else, um, and so they were just saying it's quite sort of. You know, we don't know what to do about it. And if you live overseas and your family sort of live in your home yeah. country, it's hard because yeah, you don't have yeah. that sort of network of family. Yeah. And also, like, there's these incidental sort of friendships that occur. Like, you might be standing outside the school gate. You might go and take your kids to the park and you're near the swings or, or something. And then you start a conversation off or you're in a gym and, and you know, parent-teacher nights, things like that. So, so a lot of those opportunities opportunities to actually talk and converse with people are just you know they're just not there anymore like yeah. it depends and now obviously here in Hong Kong suddenly Omicron's come along and and now people are getting a little bit more concerned and oh, I don't know I think I'm not going to invite anyone over and the kids are again facing this thing where schools may be closed and so it's really quite hard and and there was a survey done by the University of Sydney and they talked about sort of 2,000 Australians over the past two years to capture a collective picture of, of people's interactions and basically 
basically what came out of that was they're saying that social networks have become more insular and bonding orientated, plus particular groups of people were more vulnerable to losing friends. So that's like single people, those with social anxiety, physical and mental disabilities, anyone lacking sort of prior social capital is is again more vulnerable in that respect. Um, and then there were people who were caught at a major sort of intersection of their life in their life journey. And they were thinking of sort of finishing, you know, finishing school or starting uni or having kids. And they might be more vulnerable because of the long term sort of disconnection and, and loneliness that they may be feeling. So, you know, where you might have asked somebody for advice about something and you'd be hesitant to, you can't meet face to face with anyone. Um, but and even now with university yeah, students yeah, um, also because they'll go to a new university whether it's in your home city mm, or overseas mm. um you're you're doing online classes and university life if you think of it university life supposed is, to be the best time <laughs> absolutely and then we're, we're we've got a whole generation now of children and young people who have not experienced that I, I was just talking and and for our listeners maybe cast your minds back uh, we had a colleague here renita uh, she's since relocated uh, to to the states and uh, one of one of her her, her children uh, graduated from high school during the pandemic and is now in university in the U.S. And so for the last two consecutive years, didn't get to say goodbye properly to to your uh, to yeah. your to your high school friends, oh. and then had to go to university without a proper introduction to your new friends. Well, it's it's just really this, hard. Just the, this yeah. generation, uh, not this generation actually, but just the 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 generation of graduates of the last two years yeah. have really had it tough. Yeah, and, and you know, if they're missing out. I don't know whether, you know, I suppose some psychologists could tell you that whether that's going to have some recurring problems in a few years' time. Yeah. We don't know, but but um, there was, uh, when in some of the statistics that were in this article, it says 30 years ago, for instance, 33% of US adults reported having 10 or more close friends, right? And not counting, obviously, things like relatives. And now it's 13% who say that, mm. which is, again, you know, it's fallen. And then people already had less time to invest in friendships. A survey in 2018 said that, you know, it takes about 50 hours together to make a casual friend, 90 hours before you consider them a good friend. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of like that type of time is just not available. Know, I'm and counting this time for us, Sadia. You oh, know, we, every we're week, just, I know, we're, we're tight. Just, we're yeah. just buddies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And it's like schoolyard dilemma. Oh. It's like, um, you know, when you're in a schoolyard, you decide, okay, I'm just going to play with my friend there, my best friend. I'm not going to see anyone else. I'm not going to talk to anyone else. So it's kind of, it's all mixed up. Um, the other thing it says, for many older people cut off from families and traditional get-togethers with friends, um, the statistics showed that actually, um, this is from the Australian Communications and Media Authority, showed that the number of people aged 75 and over using social media and emails connect doubled. 
So because now older people suddenly where they didn't have to use social media because there's no choice now because of pandemic, they've suddenly their tech abilities have improved. Sure, and they're all saying, oh, let's go and Zoom now and talk to the grandchildren. So so it just shows you, OK, that may be a good advantage because they may not have been able to connect. It's a before. good alternative. Otherwise, what's the alternative? You just don't see your grandchildren yeah, who yeah. are overseas. And, and I don't yeah. know what you would do without being able to actually see people's faces and talk and, and see your children and things like that so many people are separated but an interesting you know i finished that article but i came across another interesting thing which is quite funny actually this is an old article which i think is from 2006 and it's a guide to friendship and shelf life the shelf life of friendship right and supposedly these are the categories right they say friendships that go on from 10 years to your lifetime usually include things like neighbors who are doctors (laughs) i thought that was hilarious people who possess compromising photos of you so you stay good friends with them just in case family members hangers-on codependents imaginary friends (laughs) and low maintenance friends so it's cheap night out you can easily take them out whatever fellow monks i'm not sure about that friends who might conceivably one day be in a position to dedicate a book to you and people with access to libus gossip. <laughs> oh, but I like that point about low maintenance friends. Yeah. And it's true, you know, sometimes you have friends who are just high maintenance yeah. and, 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 and you, you think, can, oh, I can't be asked. Can't yeah. be <laughs> you you want to see them, but then you don't see them as often because yeah. it, it actually takes a lot of energy. It's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then it said like five to 10 years friendship are cellmates. Those changed by fame, those who can't adjust to your fame, and breast friends who subsequently marry your ex school friends oh. <laughs> who marry your ex and school friends who grow up to be stupid. Oh. So that's like five to ten years you might okay. keep in touch with them. Okay. okay. Um and two to five years is work colleagues. Oh, that's so sad. So, Noreen, are we yeah. going yeah. to stay in yeah. touch? Well, I think we? we've... Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Drinking buddies, fellow book club members, user-friendly schoolgate acquaintances. This is the thing that we're talking about. The amusingly rude, the indiscreet, flatmates who remain unemployed for this duration, friends who side with your ex, friends whose spouses you can't stand, Anyone who fails to notice that you've been carrying a torch for them all this time. Oh, yeah. So, two to five years. Yeah, I, I, I've had a friend. Well, you know, friends with, I'm, I'm fr- I was friends with both people both sides but then when they broke up i was i, I maintained the friendship with the with, with the guy mm-hmm. and the girl didn't like it and Ooh. just yeah, oh, yeah but we were all fr- but we were all friends to begin with so oh, that's interesting yeah. and uh one to two years a vicar prior to child gaining place of c a c of e school so basically you were kept in touch because you wanted something from them friends who know famous people but fail to introduce you within the allotted time frame <laughs> teens who congregate on the corner near your regular parking space friends whose shortcomings it transpires closely match your own restaurant owners and dinner party deadwood <laughs> that's, that's so funny one to two years and do you want to hear but this more? This less, yeah. so one year or less. Yeah, one oh. or two, one to two years. And the six to eight months is sister of your former boyfriend, anyone pregnant with triplets, <laughs> friends of uh, friends of friends who are planning a lavish party, people who can't drive, drive, web-based friends, anyone whose surname you can't remember after all this time. 
So that's just six to eight months, okay? One to three is ex-boyfriends and girlfriends who clearly don't want to give things another try. Acquaintances who strike you as capable of burglary. (laughs) And fellow reality show contestants. And upstairs neighbours. Oh, interesting. It's quite an interesting uh, collection of how they've done it. How they categorise. Two weeks or less is acquaintances made during a management team building exercise. (laughs) Anyone you meet on holiday, anyone who appears to be able to see right through you. So keep well away from them. Yeah. Right. Okay. And finally, 24 hours or less, fellow passengers in a stuck lift fellow passengers on stalled trains, first colleague you speak to on your first day of a new job, person sitting next to you at a wedding, strangers in a position you do not favour but subsequently decline to help, famous people you've met when drunk, and anyone 24 hours before the earth explodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Have you ever sort of got chatting with somebody on a bus and thought, oh... Re- really good chat. And then you just, and that's the end of it. Yeah, that's Full the end stop. of it. It was just yeah. passing the time and yeah. making that journey a little bit more sort of favorable. Bearable. Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah. So you you were mentioning too, we, when we were talking about pruning, you were saying that recently, you know, you you know, was there some in- situation in Facebook? People can block you in Facebook. People can decide not to be your friend. So absolutely. It, it's, it's happened. Kind of prom, yeah. Prom where, way of doing it. where you get deleted by, by, by somebody. Um, it's it's happened to me before when you have like a disagreement or, or just a disagreement about social issues, which, you know, people are bound to have. You don't have to agree with everything. So I was quite surprised when, when that happened because I've heard of that happening before, but I, I just didn't think it would happen it. to me. <laughs> I guess it can happen to anybody. Okay. Um, so I was, uh, I was kind of surprised about that, and it got me thinking. You know, in, in this day and age, uh, is there still room to disagree? Is there still room to, to really have different points of views? Shouldn't we be at a stage in our life where we have an open mind um, about, about things and and accept that okay, there are differences. Um, but that's okay mm. because mm. you've had you've had your life experiences yeah. and that's what makes yeah. who you are. But that doesn't mean you can just say, okay, if they believe in this, I don't want to talk to them anymore and I don't want to be your friend. It's yeah. quite, quite childish. It's very polarizing, it? but politics is a very polarizing uh, sort of topic. And in, in this day and age, you've got vaccinations. Mm. That wasn't, by the way, what we were discussing. Um, but, you know, I, I've seen um, anti-vax friends mm. and and friends who are pro-vaccinations and they really come up with some really um, heated arguments mm. And, mm. and it becomes personal because yeah. uh, what you believe of that person, you think, gosh, how can you hold such a belief? You're not that person that yeah. I thought you were. And it changes your perception yeah, yeah, of that person. Yeah. And and all the all the good times you've had sort of gets thrown out the sad, window. That's sad, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. also, I suppose, quite a few people are on different rather WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups where discussion and debate is, is the main, you know, is the main kind of thing that they want to do. And so there have been situations, certainly I know, and I think my husband kind of debates a little bit here and there. And I think, <laughs> I think he's had a couple of arguments with a few people and they've basically said, no, you're not allowed to make any more comments or something. And then the other person has been removed and and so so this seems to be like people are not doing it face to face 
but there are people who seem and to get... And sometimes things get just, taken out of context. Yeah, well, not taken yeah. out of context. Because, because it's your tone. Your tone it? and your body language. And, yeah. yeah. But th- the trouble is also, I think um, a lot of times the algorithm of a lot of social media uh, shows you a lot of what like-minded people think. So then, I mean, it, it creates a sort of echo chamber. You see your comments, you see other people agreeing, you see it being mirrored, and you think, right, so many people think like that. So when you come across somebody who doesn't think the same way as you because of whatever experiences you suddenly think you are the anomaly um mm. you are different and mm. and it creates a, a sort of divide and we don't perhaps take as human we, we yeah. don't perhaps take so but it's kindly quite sad to, yeah it is, i think uh, it's quite actually of it just, it's sad. It, you do feel you do feel a kind of funny feeling in the heart if something like that happens and it stays with you for a while because it might just be something as true as you think okay you've got loads and loads of friends on facebook and one person not wanting to talk to you but I think to actually make a decision to say I'm going to delete this person I'm going to block this person is quite a major move you can just leave them you don't ever need to respond and eventually because you don't have any interaction with them they'll disappear they'll just go into the woodwork like you won't know anything about it but to physically actually say I'm going to block you and tell the other person tell them <laughs> yeah, make sure, make, oh yeah no no they made sure I knew they, were, that's they quite, told me that's quite disturbing <laughs> because that's almost like that's almost like you I'm going to block saying, you and I'm going to tell you about I'm it gonna, this is a duel <laughs> this is this is war and I don't really want to have anything to do with you which I think is really I think it's it's a reflection of maturity and, and you, yeah. should, you should I think yeah I think the pandemic has sort of changed people's yeah um, you're right yeah. absolutely and i and i think there's a lot of truth in in this that we are you know, how these... should we be handling conflicts with yeah. friends i mean sure there are some relationships that are toxic and that you should absolutely walk away from mm. those relationships mm. but when you have a disagreement with, with an old friend with a family member how do you resolve it i mean do you walk away from that relationship forever or do mm. you try and resolve it yeah, well, it if just it's depends close, on if it's a close relationship i mean i recently um uh, I had a little bit of a thing with my brother who's in the UK and um, and and I said oh but he's a doctor you mustn't yeah, cut him out exactly <laughs> you see I need to have him on board and so I just said oh you're a bit irresponsible about this weren't you you shouldn't have done this and then he said well I was very offended by the fact that you said that and I said well no no offense whatsoever but I'm just saying this but then we we cleared it up because I said no I know I know I value everything that you say and everything but you know maybe sometimes we just say do things which yeah. are not is quite it different right. because you guys are siblings yeah. As well, you yeah. know, there's yeah. there's always that sort of bond to fall yeah. back on. But, it, but, but then, if siblings are fight, sometimes it just brings back yeah. old stuff. Oh, you, know. you just well, when I was three, you yeah. did this. Mum and dad definitely <laughs> favoured you. Yeah, no, no, there's all sorts of things. But I'll tell you one of the things when you when you deal with people, this is like I do a lot of kind of crisis management. I used to do a lot of crisis management with companies and things like that. And um, this is stuff. This is golden stuff. I'm going to give you now right but regret reason remedy the three r's are absolutely essential if you're dealing with any sort of sensitive situation the first thing you do is use if you can you can empathize you can say sorry you can say listen i'm sorry i made you feel like that i'm sorry that you're going through this that's regret okay reason but i think you know just that point you just caught me at a bad time and that's why i did this and i shouldn't have done that and the remedy, but you know what? I'm going to make it up to you. I, I, I'm just going to make sure that this never happens again. You can see how companies would deal with things like that. You know, say, well, we, we hold up our hand. 
we made a mistake. We'll make right we by are you. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we are at fault here. But, you know, it might just be because we did this wrong and we did that wrong. But what we are going to do is we're going to make sure that this never happens again. So simple. So this is what I teach. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's great, great advice, Sadia. But how many people actually have oh, that? And sorry sort of... makes such a difference. It does. Oh, my God. So sorry and thank you. Yeah. Like, it's amazing just how many people I've talked to who find the it's very hard just to say sorry. Yeah. If I have an argument, I, it's not very often I have an argument with my husband. <laughs> but, but when I do, I'm the first one. Even though I know, I just go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I hope you don't, you know, are you all right? Like, you yeah, know, because be you want to you wanna comfort the other person. Yeah. yeah. And so sorry just kind of just soothes everything. And we should learn how to say sorry and thank you. Exactly. That's my, my message for today. Exactly. And this will stop... <laughs> people from pruning you away from yes, their friends list i don't want to be pruned <laughs> have you noticed anybody pruning you and um, it no. goes back to oh we forgot to mention one point perhaps it's also the pandemic has been so draining on people working from home and and sometimes there are relationships where you just can't or you don't have the energy mm. to yeah. keep maintaining yeah. and pursuing yeah. so maybe there's that as yeah. well which no, is no. unfortunate it's just exhaustion isn't it you just can't deal with it there's lots of things going on but i i thank goodness i haven't been pruned as yet <laughs> um but you know maybe like um there's some hidden kind of things that people can get out maybe you've been pruned but not been told yeah oh yes that's true i must check it out yeah i must must make a list of all my friends and get in touch with them (laughs) exactly just to make sure they're okay absolutely well sadia thank you so much for your time this afternoon really enjoyed chatting with you and i think next week we'll be going virtual as um i move back to the admiralty studio um, we've got the A and B team happening because of, of COVID measures. Okay. Yes, so um, it's great seeing you and, and, and I'll chat to you online. Oh, <laughs>